You're listening to the official Dietitian Connection podcast. This podcast gives you access to the most successful and influential experts in the dietetic profession. This podcast will inspire you, it will challenge you, and it will empower you to become a nutrition leader and realize your dreams. The Student Dietitian Series is about hearing the experiences and career aspirations of dietitians-to-be. We invite budding dietitians to discuss what they have done, what they plan to do, and to provide you tools and tips to achieve similar success. Hello to all of our listeners and welcome to another great episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast brought to you by the A2 Milk Company. I'm your host Kate Agnew and I'm a student dietitian at the University of Queensland. Today, Zoe Thompson is on the show to discuss her experiences as a student dietitian, as well as her research interests and the work she does alongside dietitians and other health scientists. Zoe Thompson is a dietitian-to-be, studying the Masters of Dietetics at the University of Queensland. Currently, Zoe holds a research assistant position within the University of Queensland and is concurrently completing a research scholarship in the field of public health. Zoe's research interests include probiotics and the microbiome, as well as weight loss treatments, particularly for women who have undergone treatment for breast cancer. Zoe is passionate about extending the evidence base around the neural and hormonal components of patients with obesity, particularly premenopausal women. She is hoping to start her PhD in this area after graduating from the Masters of Dietetics. Welcome to the show, Zoe, and thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on the show. So you and I are colleagues, and I'm looking forward to chatting a little bit more about your experiences uh, sort of outside of the university life, and also getting a little bit more of an idea of what you've been up to with regards to your research assistant position and also research scholarship. So thanks so much for joining us. So I thought we could start off with discussing why you chose to pursue a career in dietetics. Uh, Well, there was a few aspects to it and I never kind of completely focused on dietetics. I thought in grade 12, I I loved biology. I'd lost a little bit of weight in grade 12 as well. So I was a bit more in tune with nutrition than some of the other people in my classes. But I just thought I'd give it a go. I did have a couple of backups which were in different fields of science as well. But I thought dietetics appealed to me. I really liked the nutrition science component of it and then when I got into university the nutrition courses were my favorite courses and I just kept on going with it. And I do know that you are very passionate about cooking and about food so um, (laughs) that was obviously uh, a part of it as well then I imagine? Yes definitely. I grew up cooking a lot because both of my parents cook a lot, uh, 90% or more of the meals that we had were homemade. My dad actually hates fast food, which is, is quite funny. So everything was made at, everything was made at home. But when I was younger, I cooked a lot of, I suppose, what we would call unhealthy or treat foods now. So I cooked a lot of cu- cupcakes, a lot of sweets, lots of cakes. So I'm doing less of that now, but it was a big part. <laughs> So could you tell us a bit about your research assistant position and also your research scholarship? Yep. So at the moment, I work in breast cancer research that's through the University of Queensland. So I work with Marina Reeves 
And I've been working on her project for about a year and a half now. And that started out as a research scholarship that I did in my undergrad. And so I've just continued that uh, throughout the past year and a half, um, doing a lot of assessment work for the participants. So doing food recalls, um, doing other assessments, um, going in and doing some DEXA scans and physical assessments. And then my research uh, scholarship is something I've just been doing over summer, so that one's 10 weeks long, and that's working with the School of Rehabilitation Sciences and looking at the Indigenous population. There's a specific program called Work It Out, and that helps people with a chronic disease. It's a multi multidisciplinary approach. So dietetics is a component, but exercise is, is a large component as well. And we're looking at the number of attendances required to improve health outcomes, so particularly looking at the medical side of it, the HbA1c and other blood biomarkers, but also looking at quality of life as well. So on top of those two, I also have another job. I work with a company called Perky. They produce a probiotic drink, and it's the first non-dairy-based probiotic drink in Australia. So that's something that came out of the University of Queensland the research for it because it, it, it encapsulates the probiotics. It's, it's quite involved. So I helped with many areas of that project and that was something, an opportunity that came up through dietetics as well. Uh, so I helped with the blog side. So that includes a lot of uh, research, especially about the microbiome, which has kind of sparked my interest in that area, as well as helping, helping with sampling and kind of communicating to the public what the product is about and what the potential health benefits are. Excellent. And how do you like that job in comparison to, I guess, uh, doing your work on the other studies? It's quite different. I like being up and on my feet because I, I suppose with the research side of work, you're kind of sitting at a desk for a lot of hours. So it's kind of nice to stretch your legs and talk to the public, which is something I don't get in my other jobs. I'm talking to you know people in the field that are very educated. So it's interesting to talk to the public and kind of it's honed my skills as well of translating something that's very scientific to the lay person so that it's understandable. It can be challenging at times when you realise you, you may not know a subject as much as you think you do when you go and talk to the public and then you go, okay, how am I going to communicate this so people can understand it? So it's definitely helped with that side of dietetics. Sounds like you're involved in, I guess, quite a variety of activities outside of the university environment. So how do you think these positions will assist you with your future career in dietetics? Well, as you just mentioned, it's been kind of two completely different fields. And that was kind of my aim when I first tried out research because I tried it out not even knowing if I would like it. I just found it something I was had a little bit of interest in and I thought I would try as many fields as I can before narrowing it down to something like either a topic I like or a field of research that I like. So uh, I suppose now that I've had a bit of time and a bit of experience in research, I have found out that I do have the research bug. So I do see it as my future career. So now it's kind of narrowing it down to the specific topics that I want to focus on. I like that term research bug. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a few people say it, so I've kind of stolen it from them. Yeah, so basically you just know you want to do research and you're, and you're certain you want to go in that direction. 
Definitely. All it takes is a few weeks to, to work in research and then you kind of get bitten by this bug, I suppose, and then you just see yourself in research for the next, you know, many years. Excellent. So just thinking back, what steps did you take in the lead up uh, to receiving your offer for this research project scholarship and also your research assistant position that you were describing earlier? So I I have both of my research uh, positions through the research scholarships and they're offered through the University of Queensland. So actually, that's kind of funny story how I got the first one. I was actually in seeing the head of my undergrad program because we do a, a work kind of like a work experience course. Um, uh-huh. So like a placement course where we're placed in, uh, we kind of get work experience in a way. And so she was asking what areas I'm interested in. I told her I, I want to do the Masters of Dietetics at UQ. I want to be a dietitian. And she said, oh, that's not enough. I need to know more. What areas of dietetics? And she listed off all these areas like aged care, pediatrics, chronic disease. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then she said research. And I said, that sounds interesting. I, I do like research. She said, have you ever tried research? And I said, not really. And so she pointed me towards uh, UQ's winter scholarship program, which I'd never seen before. And she's like, well, entry is closed in two days. You better have a look at this list and apply. So I, in the matter, in the matter of two days, I found a project. I contacted the supervisor. I got uh, the supervisor of my degree to contact her as well. I wrote up a CV, a resume, and sent that in in two days. It was very stressful, but I suppose the best move I've done so far. Wow, that does sound a little stressful, but well done for getting that in on time. That's awesome. (laughs) Thanks. So, um, and I'm, also, I'm sure that was um, rewarding in itself, but I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit more about the most rewarding aspects of doing these extra dietetics related activities. So one of the most rewarding parts is probably meeting other researchers, especially in dietetics. The field is so tiny. Everyone knows someone who knows someone. So just being able to meet other people and other researchers in the field is is really fantastic, as well as um, Marina Reeves, my supervisor. She's uh, very friendly with some of our lecturers at uni. So a lecturer knew my name before going into dietetics. So she, when I first met her, she was like, oh, you're Marina Reeves' student. And I was like, yeah. So things like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> was that a surprise for you? Yes, a little nerve-wracking. I'm like, I hope she's only said good things. (laughs) I'm sure she has only said good things. (laughs) So um, thanks for sharing that. So as a student, what are some of the challenges you have faced, both within your university coursework and also within your extra activities? I suppose time management is always a big one because I like to take on a lot of work and I don't say no to anyone which is I suppose a good and a bad thing I like to have a very full plate and so that's forced me to be very organized and the other challenge is stress so going through high school I thought that was somewhat stressful and when I got to university I felt like it was a whole new level of stress and so being organized I'm a little maybe a little crazy with the organization I color code everything I have a calendar of times I'm doing everything here and there but it's also because I don't want to let anyone down I want to show 
supervisors and uh, lecturers and peers of what I'm capable of. And I think being organized is a very big part of that. And yeah, stress, you just kind of have to embrace and you can kind of think of it as helpful in a way and use it to motivate you, I suppose, in a way, because I've kind of, through the years, I've just brought on the stress and thought, okay, I'll just embrace this stress, you know. There's nothing I can do about it or I can just work a bit harder. So would you say you've developed the ability to deal with the stress now? Definitely, definitely. So in first year, it freaked me out and now I feel like, okay, I'll just I'll deal with it. I'll use it as a bit of motivation or... What can I do about it? If there's something I can do about it, that's what I should go and do. Excellent. Uh, Great work, Zoe. Thanks for sharing that. (laughs) Uh, What habits do you maintain in order to achieve success in your studies and also these extra activities? Uh, Definitely organization, as I mentioned before. I think that's probably one of my best habits. And it's something I've had for many years. Um, that's probably been the most important habit for me, especially when you're trying to do research work on top of your studies because dietetics can be very full on and then you've got to go home, go home after, you know, eight or nine hours in the hospital and work on other things. So juggling those two and making sure you're organized was very helpful. And obviously lots of food to help the brain as well. Oh, of course, of course. That's a given. So, what is the best piece of advice you have received during your studies? The best piece of advice I've received is probably from the famous Sandra Capra, and she said, you must have an opinion, which (laughs) at first I was like, I'm not sure I quite understand what she's talking about, but it's, it's very important to have an opinion in areas such as Um, nutrition science you always want to be questioning what people are presenting you you always want to be on top of new research and connecting um, things you've learned from the past with new research as well and then you also want to have an opinion when it comes to food service and more political side of dietetics I suppose you could call it so I'm always that annoying person in class who asks a billion questions and has an opinion on everything and a take on everything but I feel like it only helps you learn more. On that note who do you most admire as a leader and why? Well there's there's many influential I suppose leaders when you're in dietetics especially at UQ you you know we've got fantastic lecturers but I would have to say probably Marina Reeves my supervisor in my research project because I see myself in research in the future and her approach approach to research is very refreshing she doesn't redo things that haven't worked in the past if it hasn't worked then we take a new approach and she's always taking on a lot of work and I really admire that who are your mentors and how have they assisted you so uh, as I mentioned before, Marina Reeves would be a mentor. For my research scholarship, I've been working with Emma Campbell over at Re- Rehabilitation Sciences. So they've been really helpful with the academic side. So coming to them, presenting um, outlines of what I've been writing or ideas. And they've been really helpful as well in kind of helping me with how I see myself in research in the future. And really offering a lot of advice to help um, with connections. If I'm interested in a different area, then they're more than willing to introduce me to the right people or just provide feedback about things I've written as well. 
Awesome, Zoe. So it sounds like you've really been able to, I guess, form a bit of a network so far um, with these extra activities and really kind of put yourself out there. So that's really great to hear. Um, As a student dietitian, what would be your number one tip for students who hope to get more um, involved in dietetics-related activities outside of the classroom? Uh, Don't wait for something to come to you because it won't. So as with, this is how I got into my research work is I didn't know those research projects were offered. You have to go and hunt for them. They aren't advertised to you. So it could be as simple as going up to a, maybe a guest lecturer that talked about something you really found very interesting and going and talking to them and saying, I really like uh, this topic or I really like your work. Is there a way in which I can get involved? Things like that or going to your usual lecturers and telling them what your areas of interest are. And everyone's so nice in dietetics. Everyone's really willing to help, especially us students. So if you're keen um, and you show passion for your work, then people are going to be willing to help you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, So I'm really interested to know, uh, what is one interesting fact about yourself that you'd like to share? I I found this question interesting bit difficult uh, so I was going to say I've never tried a bagel which I don't know if that's interesting or not but but I suppose maybe something that's a bit more interesting is that I was actually going to pursue a career in marine biology and it was actually on my QTAC form it was listed under health science so if I didn't get an offer for health science I would be in marine science at the moment and that's because I grew up snorkeling and scuba diving and my my family are pretty much all fish. You know, we we lived in the water growing up. Lots of uh, uh, swimming out in the ocean and growing up pretty much on the beach and love snorkeling. So I, I try to fit that in in my spare time. It's a bit hard with dietetics being thistle on, so I haven't ditched it completely. So would you say if you were Zoe Thompson, the marine biologist, you'd be saying fish are friends, not food? <laughs> Maybe I would be, but I do enjoy a good can of tuna or salmon in any way, shape or form. Smoked, raw or just cooked. Love it. Well, Zoe, I'm glad you entered the dietetic profession because otherwise I'm not sure if we would be colleagues. And it's really great to have you as a colleague and be able to learn from you. So I'm certainly happy you chose that career path. (laughs) Now, could you tell us a little bit more about your career aspirations and your future plan of where you'd like to go? So I feel like it changes every few months. So if you were to talk to me a few months ago, I'd probably say something a bit different to what... I'd be saying now. So I have areas of interest that kind of pop up in my brain now and then. So when we did uh, a few weeks of renal in dietetics, I found that really interesting. Um, Reading some new evidence about the microbiome and how critical that is to our weight control and disease management, I find that really interesting. And then working with Marina Reeves, Um, and a project I'll be working on next semester actually for the research component of dietetics is really interesting to me. And so that's working in premenopausal breast cancer survivors. So they uh, go through chemotherapy, they go through more aggressive treatments that cause a lot more weight gain than you would see in the postmenopausal survivors. They also can go through an accelerated menopause, which happens over a very short period of time and their symptoms are 
are a lot worse than what you would see in women going through natural menopause. So um, working with that population, we're taking a different approach to the usual dietary guidelines for weight loss and everything. So we're looking at um, a meal replacement for that. So I'm finding that area very interesting, and that has the possibility to move into a PhD, which is where I see myself is um, starting another degree, doing a PhD, and then working in research. Excellent. So um, would you say that doing your research project has really sparked your interest and desire to go into that area? Yeah, definitely uh, reading about uh, the problems in that group and reading about what the current research and evidence suggests, which is really surprisingly for breast cancer, there's not a lot of lifestyle interventions, which is very shocking to me. And when I read what um, medically is going on, it was it was something I've never heard of before. So previously I might have thought, oh, I don't know if that's the field for me. But when you do a bit of background research and understand what's going on medically and dietary, then that kind of sparked an interest in me. Great. Well, we will look out for you then as, I guess, the <laughs> next pioneer in that uh, that area of research if you do end up pursuing it. So thank you so much for joining us today, Zoe. It's been really great to chat to you, get a bit more of an insight of um, what you've been up to outside of university and also, I guess, hear about your experiences and where you plan to go. So it's been awesome. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on the show. So we'll have a link to Zoe's LinkedIn page available on the website if you want to get in touch with her. Also, a big thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, could you please leave a review for us as well as pass this podcast on to your colleagues and friends. And also make sure that you are subscribed to the Dietitian Connection podcast so that you can automatically download the new episode each week and so that you don't miss out. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time for another fantastic episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast.